Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Locked on NHL. It is the Thursday edition. I am Chris Maselli with Locked on Avalanche. With me, as always, Mr. Adam Denker from Locked on Lightning. If it's Thursday, it's power rankings, so we will definitely get to that. Uh, The whole helmet and goalie helmet issue seems to be going all over the place right now uh, across the landscape of the league, so we'll kind of throw our two cents in to that. And Denker did something. He just (laughs) told me about it. Uh, and I, I'm so proud of him. I'm so, so <laughs> proud of you. Here comes another episode of Locked On NHL. You're Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome into another episode of Locked On NHL. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Like I stated in the beginning, we'll get to our power rankings uh, in a minute. But um, it seems to be like the, uh, the, the big talk right now, and I don't know if it's warranted or not, but it seems to be like the the goalie masks. And when goalie masks come off, should play stop right away or you have this whole the whole rule with it being uh, an eminent scoring chance let's play continue and the reason for this is i'm sure a lot of people by now have, have seen the players you haven't go check it out uh, between the jets and the stars and connor hellebuck's helmet comes off because i believe it was jamie ben kind of uh, ran into him where his helmet comes off and hellebuck goes down to the ice he covers his head up Play continues for a few seconds, and they end up scoring. And it was, I think there were like 13 seconds left in the game. They were down by one. They had the goalie pulled. It was a big deal. Uh, they, they, they tied the game, goes to overtime where the Jets eventually win. So they get the, the extra point in the win. Uh, but the, the big question is, should this be looked at? Is this something that needs to be looked at in more detail than the rule already states? Because some people don't like the eminent scoring chance because that part of it, is not really kind of fleshed out all that much. That's all it says. So the question is like, what's an eminent scoring chance? I mean, I would argue if a team has possession, there's an eminent scoring chance. Like they could be cycling the puck around for 30 seconds. That's technically an eminent scoring chance. Or is it more of a immediate scoring chance? Maybe should be the wording. Uh, Or like, where do you stand on this? Do you feel like if a goalie helmet comes off, all bets are off. Play's got to stop. Safety is more important than anything. Well, I don't even think it's just the goalie mask. I think it's net comes off its its bearings, any, anything in that realm. I I, I spoke to you, I, I told you before the recording when we were talking about what we were going to talk about, and I said the lightning, I mean, maybe I'm a little biased, but the lightning. Yeah, you are. You totally got are right now. But, yeah, go ahead. The, the lightning <laughs> got a call again. Well, they, I forgot who they're playing. I think it was mm-hmm. maybe the Maple Leafs. But anyway, um, Goal net came off its hinges. Uh, play was ruled a goal because it was, uh, you know, eminent scoring chance, which I think is stupid because, you know, if if Vasilevsky didn't see the the net come off its bearings, maybe he actually would have tried to make the save. Um, but I, I just think that if you're so pro, because isn't the rule, if I'm not mistaken, Chris, that if 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 a skater loses their helmet, they're supposed to either put it on right away or come off the ice, yeah. Um, 
so in a way the play is ending for them um so mm -hmm. shouldn't we have the same standards if not more higher standards for the goaltenders just because now that we're pushing through this whole pr player protective initiative and and all of that i mean yeah a good good thing nobody got hurt but and i hate playing the if game but what if that shot hit hellbuck in the head or in the face that's what i'm saying man like yeah. this this is we don't want to get to that point and and he he was he was covering himself up um, he was kind of laying kind of with the, the gun. There's my dog. She doesn't like it. Uh, <laughs> she was kind of like laying, he, he was kind of laying like half in the crease, half out covering his head. I don't know if he was covering his head because he was injured because he kind of took a weird hit by Jamie Ben, or if he was just covering his head for flat out protection, I would have done that because you're on the ground. And if you try to get back up, yeah. You don't know where the puck is. Someone might be firing that puck on net. And, and just by sheer coincidence of where you are and getting up and that puck coming right at you, you get nailed in the head. You know, someone could literally die out there yeah. for this. So, you know, I, I was uh, I was listening to um, Jeff Merrick and and he, he had a really good way to kind of like look at this. And he says, whenever something like this happens, I always ask myself, what if that won a Stanley Cup? Like, what if that was the play that won a Stanley Cup? Would we be so up in arms about it? Or would we say, like, hey, that's the rules? Or would we be would we not be happy with the rule? And I think if a Stanley Cup won that way, people wouldn't like it. People would not like it. I I, I don't know. I, I, I'm more of, of, the, of the safety of the players. And, you know, if, if a goalie, if a goalie's helmet comes off, and a lot of people are getting into the whole thing of like, well, then goalies are just going to start ripping their helmets off. I, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I'm just not. You're going to get some idiots that do that, and then they will get rightfully dragged through the mud in the media and on social media. Like, I don't think it's going to be this like epidemic of goalies just when it's a uh, you know a two on one, just you know taking their helmets off like Vader and and being <laughs> like, yeah, you know, hey, you can't do it, you know. But th there are rules already in place for that that it's a penalty. You you can't do that. So why why do we have all these equipment rules? Like if the puck or excuse me, if the net comes off its moorings, we stop play. Usually, um, if the helmet comes off, they have to get out or put it on right away. If the stick breaks, you have to put that stick down immediately. Like why do we have those rules in play? But when the most vulnerable position on the ice in a goalie, his helmet comes off. Eh, it's up to the ref's discretion if it's, yeah. you know, the puck's still eminently going to be scored, we'll let it continue. I think it's yeah. a little ridiculous, if you ask me. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and I think I, I want to ask the people who are, are yelling, well, it's the rule. It's the rule. How would you feel if how would you feel if that was your goaltender? And they wouldn't and like it a, at all. And a game was decided that way because of uh, that exact play. Yeah. I, I think you would be very <laughs> upset. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yeah. So. Uh, well, they seem to, you know, a lot of the shows I listen to and watch that just because this is happening and the stuff with, with, you know, dislodging the goal and intentionally everybody's like honing in on these two things right now. So maybe they get addressed in some more capacity in the off season, but, and I think they should, I don't, yeah. I just don't feel like if you change the rule, I just don't feel like there's going to be enough goalies 
that take advantage of it. Will there be? As long as Jordan Bennington's in the league, of course there there will be. But uh, you know, the, the, for the most part, I think players are going to honor like the the integrity of of the sport for the you know mo- for the majority of them will, and for the ones that don't, they'll get rightfully dragged. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree with that. I, I mean, I'm I, I'm very I'm very uh, I'm very set on if the helmet comes off, if the goal comes off, play is dead. I don't care. Yeah. If if the guy's on a breakaway, I mean, then again, obviously the only way that could happen is if the goalie is doing something that he's not supposed to be doing. But yeah, right. Well, like you said, if it was your goalie who this happened to, where would you stand? Yeah. What about this? Yeah. What if someone? gets nailed in the head with this and and dies from this. Are we going to sit back and be like, Hey, he died because the rules. <laughs> no. Yeah. Man. I mean, I mean, I've also, I, I get that. And, and I, but I've also seen situations where goaltenders have gotten right up after their goalie, their, their mask has, has fallen off and they just, they're ready mm-hmm. to go. Like just yeah. looking for the puck. Um, right. So, you know, maybe maybe that's some of the guys that are from the the old, still kind of from that old the, school yes. upbringing. That's from the where... Jason Jason Mask era. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are yeah. nuts. All right, uh, let us hear from Bet Online, and then we will jump into our power ranking. So, BetOnline.net, your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to hockey and even the world cup are how into this world cup are you Fan, fans of locked on avalanche know that i'm just not a soccer guy um are you big into this or, or no oh yeah i mean i'm yeah. i'm i'm a casual soccer fan um mm-hmm. already mm-hmm. I, it's weird i haven't really been big on it this year just because of all the political stuff going on with it but hey team usa is in the knockout stage yeah can you and, name three players uh, on team usa yeah I can name three syllables of the name of a player. Uh, <laughs> Christian Pulisic, yep. uh, Captain America. Let's go. Captain America, plays Team a- USA. Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. And we're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to learn more. That's betonline.net. It's where the game starts. All right, so we have our power rankings, and it seems like we are sticking with the division rankings. We're doesn't seem like we're any longer doing the <clears throat> one through thirty-two, uh, just going division by division. So uh, we'll do that. And if you are on YouTube, we're going to get it loaded up here in a second. Let me just move some stuff around so you can get a better visual of it, and not yeah, just me. I was going to say that's perfect. It's just this just does not want to work for me. There we go. All right. Um, so uh, I guess we'll start on the left-hand side of the screen with the Atlantic. No surprise, the Buffalo Buffalo, yeah, the Buffalo Sabers are towards the bottom. The Boston Bruins are number one. Toronto number two. Lightning number three. Red Wings number four. Panthers number five. Canadians six. Sabers seven. The Senators at eight. And I continue to be disappointed by the Ottawa Senators. I just. That was like my dark horse going into the season yeah. of a team that could really make a run for it. I mean, we're just getting into December. There's a long way to go, but God, it's just like the more things change, the more they stay the same with, with Ottawa. But any any issues with the Atlantic for you? 
no, I, I, I'm not totally convinced on Montreal just yet. But uh, when I when I voted, Chris, because oh, we, thank we you this for up. bringing that up. I did not, and and that's my fault. I I, I meant to tell you, uh, you know, check your mailbox because you're going to be getting. I sent you an I voted sticker that you can wear around the office because Denker voted on the. But I love your reasoning why you voted. I was bored. Well, it's also this. <laughs> it's the season for giving, Chris, and I decided oh, to it? give to give something back to the listeners and viewers, other than yeah. just my my opinion. What, so, what about the listeners of the Metropolitan Central and Pacific? Did did they? Uh, nah, did they they're get... okay. They're okay. <laughs> I, yeah. I've I've given all I've given all I could. So I I will take it. <clears throat> one, one out of four ain't bad. Maybe how about but, yeah, we'll do I, going I, forward? I will. I will switch it up instead of voting for all divisions next week. I'll vote for the metropolitan okay. and then the central and we'll the switch Pacific. it up. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll take what I can get. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm proud of you, buddy. I'm proud of you. So anyway, yeah, you were talking about Montreal, which I, I I'm glad you mentioned them because they're not going to like, you know, compete for a playoff spot, but they're playing better than expected. I think people just expected them to have a, you know, a repeat of last season where they were just utterly terrible. But they yeah. made some pretty decent moves in the offseason, and they're competitive now. They're yeah, not, they're, they're not, not, not a pushover I, right now. If if they're kind of in this spot, like, come, like, January, I, I will start to believe in them. But the team that really and, – and it's funny because I think I had everything like this except for Detroit in front of Tampa Bay um, – in this and oh actually no i i had buffalo ahead of montreal too that's what it was really and yeah um so yeah i i think montreal is i think they're like you said they're starting to come on they've been playing well but they're not by any means a playoff team um no. i really like buffalo they have really impressed me this year you know they're they're I mean... a team that's gonna they're gonna make little noise down the stretch uh possibly depending on what the east does mm-hmm. maybe be on the fence of being on the fence of a wild card spot yeah but Here's they the are buffalo they are a tough team man well they're they they're they're an exciting team they're more entertaining um but you know the the and we actually kyle and i talked about this on on our show uh yesterday they they ha- they got to learn how to win you know yeah. and and the game that they just had against your guys is a prime example. Like they go up by two that late in the game, you have to shut the door yeah. and they're not. So yeah. that, that's what you're going to get from Buffalo. I think for the duration of the season, like they, they started out pretty good, um, but they had a, like a seven game losing streak recently, but, but they're scoring like, you know, they're, they're, they're up towards the top in, in goals per game, I believe. So offensively they're, they're kind of hitting their stride. Uh, defensively, it's a problem. And you have guys like Owen Power who, you know, he's a rookie, so you got to give him a little bit of time, but he's still playing well. Yeah. Um, but that's what they need to address is I mean, uh, shutting teams down. They're just struggling to do it right now. Yeah, they, like, I mean, and that comes with experience, though. They're, that's, they're, they're a young team, but they have a lot of good players, and they're so good on the break. They're so good down low in front of the net. Um, I'm, if I was a Sabres fan, I wouldn't be worried about them going down the yeah. line, you know, in the next couple yeah. of years. Did, uh, I have to say, you know, even though with you picked the Senators early on in the season and that's not yeah. looking like a good pick thus far, how about <laughs> my pick 
of the Detroit Red yeah. Wings. How how is that it's looking good. thus far this year? Um, I like them. Continue to impress me. I mean, they're a team that you know they got the goaltender now, so yes. you know, why not? Why not? Which yeah. I, it still mystifies me that St. Louis would allow themselves to do away with Billy Huso. I liked him. I mean, and maybe we're biased because we're huge Jordan Jordan Bennington haters too. So, well, I, yeah, I was gonna say I made a crack on Bennington earlier, um, and I could make another one right now, but I, I'll spare him. I, uh, one per episode is is my limit. I, I liked Huso, and I actually was kind of hoping the Avalanche would try to find a way to bring him in when the Avalanche had a, uh, a no goalie when Kemper left. But yeah, um, yeah, like, and he came at a good price. He's He's a solid guy. So yeah, Detroit's in this. Like Detroit is in this for for the duration. Um, they're tough. Like, and yeah. and how while we're talking about Buffalo, <clears throat> how they need to learn how to do all these things and be on the winning side of games. Detroit's been doing that for the past four or five years. Yeah. So they're over that, and they have guys that are now um, no longer. You know, they're young, but they're past their rookie season plus one, and they're. Yeah, they're they're on a they're on a good path right we, now. I think we always talk we always talk about young talented teams, you know, like you just said, trying to learn how to win, trying to learn how to finish games. Uh I equate it to all right, you got the first shoe on in terms of having the talent. Now you need to put on the other shoe in terms of just wrapping that all together and walking sure. into a win. And I think that Detroit has finally gotten that other shoe on. So it's a nice metaphor. Danker, I like that. Thank you. Just thought of it on the yeah. spot. <laughs> you did? I really. I thought you would have been like thinking of that since you woke up in the morning. Like, how am I going to explain uh, how Detroit's doing well? I Shoes. I love it, man. Shoes. I like it. Uh, let's skip over to the Metropolitan, the New Jersey Devils, number one. The Hurricanes, number two. Islanders, three. Penguins at four. Rangers at five. Capitals, six. Flyers, seven. And the Blue Jackets at eight. <clears throat> I have some issues here, man. <laughs> like, I, what what are with the issues? Flyers are terrible. Yeah, Flyers. Uh, um, did they, did they stop their losing streak? I mean, they, they lost ten in a row, eleven in a row. Um, I would put them at the bottom, and I'm not saying that's because Columbus is you know this great team. Um, I, I just. Uh, let's see. No, the Flyers did win one finally. Yeah, they're so, uh, uh, one six and three in their last ten, and they're facing my guys tonight as we record this. So, oh really? An intro- yeah. And I know points wise, like Columbus is pretty decent behind Philadelphia, but just you know, currently, I think Philadelphia is playing terrible. So I think they deserve to be at the bottom. Um, Pittsburgh moves up. They were seven last week, and now they move up to four. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know what to make of, of Pittsburgh. Like, I feel like they started off the season pretty good. Then they just fell off a cliff. Now they're playing a little bit better. I can't make heads or tails of that team. I don't, uh, do you have anything? I Pittsburgh? think I don't, I, I just think they're a eh, kind of team. I, I, but yeah. I think like down the road, I mean, if they keep themselves in the ball card, I mean, we both know what's going to happen. They're going to get into the playoffs, and they're going to become dangerous again. So, and, and while we're speaking, you know, we didn't really talk about this, or we didn't even bring it up. But you know, while we're talking talking about Pittsburgh, I mean, shout out to Chris Letang. Hopefully, everything. Oh my God. You know, is yeah. is no no long term effects from that, and 
you know, such a scary. young age to have that. Yeah, and scary. So, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, someone, we, we, we would like to see him come back, but obviously, you know, health first. So Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, someone said he had one earlier yeah, in life, too. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know that. Wow. <clears throat> Crazy. Yeah. Get well. Um, between the Devils and the Bruins, if we were doing one to 32, who would be your overall number one? Well, we haven't even spoken about the Central and Pacific yet. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's, <laughs> a, there's a reason for that. <laughs> um, I would say the Bruins. The Bruins are just so they, – they have that – that veteran they, they have that confidence about them that swagger that mm -hmm. you don't really see in the devils um really they, see i don't know i i just feel like when i see and and maybe that's just the fact that i've seen the bruins play a whole lot more this year given that they're in the same division as the lightning but mm -hmm. i just i just feel like when you see the bruins out there and, and i am one of those people you know like how you hate on bennington i hate on swayman so yeah i yeah it doesn't matter who's in net on any given night for these guys. I, I mean, they there's there's no drop off in, in play there, and mm -hmm. and even if they're missing someone out of their lineup, I mean, they had one of the biggest I think scandals this year uh, in the NHL. I don't think there's going to be anything bigger. Hopefully, there's not. But that did not phase this team one bit. You know, around mm -hmm. certain teams that might be a distraction, but this this Bruins team they just get better and better with each period. Yeah. And no, it, it would be, you know, you couldn't go wrong with either answer, but I, I just, the devils are, are a fun team to watch where, like you said, like the, the Bruins are veterans. So they, they, they're just on the same page game in and game out. Cause they played with each other for, you know, 37 years. Uh, <laughs> the, the devils, like they're, they played together for a handful of years too. Like they are, you know, put all these pieces together years ago and now they're finally starting to see the fruits of that but they're they're a darn exciting team to watch yeah. they're they're fun they're young they're the opposite of the bruins they're they're young and energetic and just kind of like this freewheeling team and everything's clicking for them right now so yeah i have a little bit a little bit worried about their goaltending situation but it's working for them them right now so Will there be a drop off at some point? You would have to think for both of these teams, you know, you're not going to play like this for the duration of the year, but they're playing so well right now that if they do have those like little drops, it's not going to affect them that much because they've put themselves in good positions as it is. So. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, one team, though, that I do want to kind of put in that in that in that conversation, not right now. I don't think they're going to be able to, to put themselves in, in that that conversation in terms of best team but a team that i really want to put out there from from the metro before we head into the western conference is the carolina hurricanes um mm -hmm. very another team that kind of reminds me of how the bruins are uh and, and the th weird thing about them is that they don't have i mean they have Svechnikov, but i mean they don't really have that big big superstar that that you know everybody knows they have a, a right. handful a handful of guys that could go out there and and hurt you on any given night and i think that's a lot more dangerous than having you know a couple of superstars on your team especially with some goaltending in your back pocket yeah i think they have a couple of guys that maybe like on i don't want to say on other teams but like could be superstars oh yeah 100 um, i just think like household Mar names yet yeah like martinicius i think is exactly he's one is, of the, yep first line anywhere else he goes yes exactly he's, he's great 
So, um, but I think it just, they need to get a little bit more notoriety and, and uh, I, I think in time it, it, it could happen. For, but you're right. Overall, they just have guys that just do their job and do it well. So, all right, let's head over to the central uh, Dallas remain. There's only a couple movement teams here in the central Dallas remains at one avalanche remain at two. The jets are at three, the wilder at four, the blues at some point you knew they were going to have to move up and they finally do. They go from the bottom of the central and eight and they move up to five, six and seven remain the same in the predators and the coyotes and the Blackhawks find their way at the bottom. And we kind of, it, it was a nice story for a little while that they were playing better than expected, but you kind of figure, you know, it, the bottom was going to drop out at some point, And it seems to have done that for the Blackhawks. So they are now at number eight. You kind of expect them to stay there for, for most of the season. And I have to uh, full disclosure here. I purposely voted for the avalanche, uh, at number two prior to their game against Winnipeg because I just didn't have a good feeling about that game and I didn't want to vote after that game was over uh, because Winnipeg would have uh, probably been above and if we were to do this right now they would be but we have to we have a, we have deadlines here man and I, and I just had to I had to put my vote in before the game started there's nothing I can do about it so um, as far as this goes the Avalanche are number two but I'm okay with a lot of this in, in this division. It's kind of it's a good division. It's it's very top heavy. Um, it's going to be fun seeing those teams kind of maneuver around. And and Winnipeg is Winnipeg is for real. Winnipeg is a very good team. Um, and I think some people are just kind of sleeping on them right now, just because they're not expecting them to do much. I'm telling you, like I've, I've watched them play twice against the Avs, and just in watching the Central, they're yeah. a good team. They're a really good team. So. I don't know if you have yeah. any thoughts on uh, the central. Uh, what about, I, I mean, I was able to see the blues recently in Nashville and, and, you know, I've always had kind of a soft spot for the predators. I always think they're a team that no matter, unless they're completely in the cellar, I think they're always a team that could rise through the ranks, but mm-hmm. the blues look like, you know, they're, they're, they, they've gotten it together and they, they got off to a terrible start to, they it were did. one of the worst teams Horrible. in the NHL. And now they're seven to three in their last, uh, 10, which is good to see. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now we may not see the St. Louis fire sale. Who knows? Um, mm-hmm. And shout out to the Minnesota yeah. Wild, who you and I love to trash for being the only team in the NHL to break even on their goal differential. So bravo. Really? Bravo. The only yes. team, really? Wow. Only team to have given up 62 goals and have scored 62 goals. So how do you do you? celebrate that or do you like where do you go for that i mean if you're if you're you know a fan or the coaching staff do you which do you celebrate that or do you be like we got to do better than that it's oddly impressive (laughs) i know that's surprisingly the only ones that are i like that wow all right (laughs) something to watch um we'll head over to the pacific and you have vegas still at number one at the seattle kraken have uh, gone up to number two. They switched spots with the Kings, who were two last week. They are now three. Uh, Oilers stay at four. Flames stay at five. Vancouver moves up another spot to number six, slowly making their way back into uh, non-mediocrity. You have the Sharks at number seven and the Anaheim Ducks at number eight. And I think you have to look at Seattle here. 
Yeah. Um, it, it's just so like we thought they were going to be improved clearly. And, and they are, um, if you look at the overall standings, all four divisions, they are number five right now. Yeah. They are number five in terms of, of points. Um, where are they here? They have 31 on the season. They're four behind Toronto has got 35, but they are, is this, is this going to last? I, I think we just because they played so poorly last year and they were uh, an expansion team where people are just not wanting to give them enough credit. And like we're saying, um, who were we saying like the bottom was falling out with the Blackhawks? I think people are maybe expecting something not that drastic, but a lot of people are saying like they're just overperforming right now. And when are they going to come back down to a little bit to like where we thought they were going to be? That might not happen. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Like they, they can score. I same. My issues with Seattle are the same as I have with New Jersey and in, in the goaltending. Like Grubauer is not playing well. I'm sorry. Like he's just. Yeah. He's just not. Like both their goalies are not playing that well. So can they just keep out scoring teams and just have the goaltending situation be a liability? I don't know. Sometimes that doesn't really work. Yeah. But Seattle's impressive right now. Yeah, and, and I think you made a really good point that maybe part of it is that this team did so poorly. They're only 29 points away from equaling last year's point total. So wow. that tells you how wow. bad they were last year. And yeah. I, I think really what the key is, though, with this team to keep it going is, and, and we talk about this all the time in the NHL, is you got to take advantage of your home games. And and they are 8-1-1 one, and one on the road right now. And so if they – and they're 6-4-2 at home. So if you could kind of start to turn – I mean, 6-4-2 is not bad by any stretch, right. but it, it could be yeah. better. Sure. Uh, if you could kind of trend that up a little bit, I mean – it, it is sustainable, and and I want to pose a question towards you, Chris, as well as our listeners, as well as the people that watch this show on YouTube, and please comment below uh, if you are a fan of any team in the Pacific Division other than Seattle and Vegas. Are you at any all bothered by the fact that the top two teams in the Pacific are the most recent expansion teams? Uh, <laughs> sure. I mean... <sighs> Well, well, I, I think people are beyond the expansion part of Vegas. You know what I mean? Like, they, they just just got out to such a hot start, you know, making the Stanley Cup final in, in their first year. I think people, as soon as that happened, people were like, okay, we're, we're not considering you an expansion team anymore. But in terms of, like, what you're saying, like, yeah, the last, that's true, man. The last like, you have teams, teams like Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, Los Angeles. These yeah. teams have been around. They've been fostering their farm systems for, for years and Vegas and Seattle, you come know, in. Vegas, like you said, come That's in, true. bam, right away. Seattle's like, we're not ready yet. Maybe next year and next year comes. And like I said, they, they do a complete right at this point in time, they do a complete 180. We, who knows what's going to happen down the road, yeah. but very impressive. I like that. And, and I saw an interview with Yanni Gord, uh, recently, mm-hmm. and he was saying how, like, really the key for this team was was that this year they got to know each other. Last year it was kind of just thrown together. It's like your first year at hockey camp. You don't really know anybody. You're mm-hmm. kind of just going out there and winging it almost. And, mm-hmm. and and I think that this second year and this off, this first offseason for Seattle was so important, and you could see that a lot of these players, 
I mean, we don't know for sure. I'm sure they did, but took the time to really know each other on the ice. Sure, and yeah, and, it, and it's paying dividends. So yeah, it's true. Yeah, I think uh, you know, from a fan standpoint, I think people are less inclined to have as much disdain for the Kraken as they do for Vegas, simply because Vegas just the way that they operate a few years into their franchise's yeah. history, people it rubs people the wrong way. Myself included. Um, for <laughs> Seattle, it was like, okay, you, you, I hate to say it this way, but you did it the right way. You sucked for the first year. And that's what an expansion team is supposed to do. Yeah. And now that you're winning, you don't have so much hate. Good for you, Seattle. Um, but when they keep doing this year after year, then we'll hate you. Uh, we just hated Vegas right off the bat because it's just like, right. hey, you know, it's, you know, when you hire that new guy that comes into the meeting and just starts like wanting to change everything, that yeah. was Vegas. And people didn't like that. So, um, yeah. but hey, uh, it, th- this is this is a wild division. I, I a lot of people, in, you know, again, I think both of us thought Calgary was going to be up there for the majority of the season. They're struggling right now. But you, you, this is why you play eighty-two games. You see how this thing, it, you know, December first is a lot different than you know April first. Yeah. So we'll see where these teams kind of uh, settle in. But I, I just I think I think the Flames are just too good to, to be in the middle of the pack here. I want to see what Vancouver continues to do. That's going to be an interesting team. They're playing better, um, but they have decisions to make in. Do, do we get rid of guys like should, do we throw in the towel, even though we're starting to play a little bit better? Do we kind of just start preparing for next year? So that's going yeah. to be an interesting to yeah. All right. Yeah. Can you hear me? There you uh, go. Yeah, I, I unfroze. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> from what I did hear, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think Calgary. I think this team's not done. I think they're they're still kind of figuring it out. Uh, mm-hmm. Vancouver is definitely going to be an interesting team. I think we just all want to see Vancouver succeed at this point. Um, and because Boudreau, we all agree yeah, it's one of the Brucey. most likable coaches. <laughs> Got a lot of the most. I mean, Bruce, there it is. Magic in Vancouver. Who doesn't love that? <laughs> Uh, my thing is, though, I think it would almost be sacrilegious if we're here at the end of the year talking about the Edmonton Oilers being a wild card team. I, I just, you know, nothing against the Kings, but when you have the best player on the planet, and I know it's not his fault, and I know it's not mm-hmm. Leon Draisaitl's fault, it's the front mm-hmm. office, we all know this, but when you have the best player on the team, uh, on the planet, and your 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 ceiling is the wild card, that's unacceptable yeah it's unacceptable yeah i i mean maybe some of it is nick david's fault don't sign for 12.5 million put your team up against cap hey uh but go get are you gonna turn chris are you gonna turn down Mm -hmm. 12.5 for the betterment of the team (laughs) yes i am yes i am i'll take 12 i'll take this just in chris missile is a liar Uh, (laughs) (laughs) hey i said i would take 12 not 12.5 i'm gonna help the team uh all right everybody uh that'll wrap it up for uh this week so uh thank you for tuning in and making this your first listen of the day hopefully you get some enjoyment out of these uh power rankings do them every thursday uh with myself and mr mixtape adam denker from locked on lightning so if you're watching on youtube we'll go full screen with the power rankings one more time so you can get one final look of where your team stands happy or sad. So that's going to wrap it up for this week. Everybody, once again, thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen. 
And we'll see everybody next Thursday with a fresh batch of power rankings.